You are watching Influence Media, PSI-TV, the Netflix of biz brands. My guest today is Dr. Dinah Ackridge. She suffered a difficult childhood, but despite her mother declaring over her life, ain't nobody going to pay for you to go to college and you ain't going to do nothing but drop out anyway, she doubled down and she earned her doctorate. Finding a disparity in the number of African-American doctoral students, she created elite <laughs> editing and writing services to assist other African-American doctoral students get through their doctoral journey. Thank you for being my guest today, Dinah. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, you know, I'm doing my doctorate right now. So trust me, I'm looking forward. <laughs> you know, we're here. <laughs> so Diana, just tell us a little bit about that offer, your writing service. Who exactly are you serving? And what is the solution that you offer? Okay. So I started Elite Writing and Editing to specifically address the needs of doctoral students. But what I will say is that although our main objective is to assist tools candidates with editing their dissertation, as well as uh, providing them additional research, uh, additional assistance with their research, we also provide services to undergrads, businesses, bloggers, et cetera. However, our primary goal is to provide those unique services that are needed but not necessarily offered or they may be offered, but it's just not to the extent that the doctoral candidate actually needs. So for instance, one unique service we provide is a mock defense in which the doctoral candidate is able to practice defending their dissertation um, before our panel of, of doctors. Now, what I will say is that each doctoral candidate gets a committee and that committee allows them to come in and have that trial defense. But based on our experience, what we found that that, that timing is very limited. Um, I had additional questions, for instance, um, the feedback was just not as comprehensive as I needed it to be, or there just wasn't time for it. So things always seemed a bit rushed. Well, our service is a little bit different in that um, we afford you that extra time you need, that, that uh, Q&A session that you may want um, also, if you've asked us for assistance with your research, we will assist you with that and kind of guide you um, through your journey uh, with our findings as well that you can then take and incorporate into your or use to incorporate into your studies as well. And um, you work another service we offer own, is you're comparing your own doctoral experience with the dissertation committee here is what you're talking about. Yes, correct. Correct. Okay. Another service that we offer is mentoring. Now, every doctoral student has chair. However, what we found was that the chair is often limited in how much time they can spend with you or how much attention they can give to your individual project. So our panel works with you, um, providing you that extra feedback, that extra time, like I said, the assistance with your research. And then we stay with you beyond your doctoral journey, as long as you need us, you know? So it's not a, okay, well you have your doctorate now, so we're done. 
it's not that. Um, after you get your doctorate, you will need that extra support. And so our service is there to kind of be with you and guide you through, you know, that next phase, whatever that may be. Mental, career-wise, you know, we're, we're here to support. And I, do my research, I realized that your team is actually a group of other African-American doctoral students, which is great. Um, talk about representing because, you know, I, I when I was doing all this research, uh, I found a, actually you mentioned a 2019 publication, Black Voice News, that shared about 50,000 students earning their PhD each year, but only 5.5% of them are African-American. So in your estimation, Dr. Dinah, would you say it's the scholarly writing skills or lack of them that's contributing to the low rate amongst African-American graduates at the doctoral level? Yeah, well, I do believe that scholarly writing does play a part in this. However, I also believe that there are two other major contributory factors um, that may, you know, influence these numbers as well. And the first is being a lack of support to pursue. So I guess the question we should ask is why are discussions on pursuing an advanced degree um, avoided or scarcely mentioned in the African-American community? And then there is the financial component. Um, the debt incurred in gaining an advanced degree is unbearable for a lot of us. So again, while scholarly writing is a factor, uh, it is something that can be addressed and will be addressed because when you enter your doctoral programs, you have to go through scores of courses on writing. It's like learning to write again because the writing is very different. So that will be addressed, but it is getting that financial assistance and support that I believe in, impacts those numbers immensely. Yes, and mentioning that support, uh, even your own harsh upbringing, almost a Cinderella type story where you were, if I understand it correctly, second to your stepsister, you managed to focus, um, you know, this whole thing about uh, education, your mother declared a curse of sorts on you, she believed you would drop out, you wouldn't even earn that doctorate that you dreamed of, you mentioned this support, and while I think family support does make the path e easier, what, what gave you the strength? to push through to your doctorate? Because there is someone listening to this show right now that is suffering in their life through a hardship, through a lack of support. And to hear that yet yeah, you actually made it may just you know help them tap into an energy and a motivation to get on the other side mm -hmm. of the experience. Yeah, so first, absolutely. So I will say that first off, I know that it was the Lord that brought me through. If it had not been for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, bringing me through, I would not have made it. And then he blessed me with a very supportive uh, and loving husband. I thank God for my husband. I'm very grateful for him. Um, having that, he, you know, I would hear people talk about a strong support system. My strong support, support system was my husband and the Lord. You know, and I had colleagues in my program who were, you know, really struggling and they didn't have that extra support. And so we would have to rely on each other. So you will have to have that support even during that program, but also using my daily hurts, uh, whatever they may be, my past rejections, um, the fact that people didn't want 
and still don't want me to have this level of education. Those are the things that compelled me to keep moving forward. And, you know, and I hold no grudge against my mother. I guess she was just going with, you know, whatever anybody said to her, who knows what all hurts she faced. Um, so I forgive her and I love her regardless, but I could not allow those negative words that were spoken, which I do believe caused me to struggle for years to even get through school, but I still made it through. I couldn't allow that to just make me get to the point where I would just quit and wouldn't keep going forward. I had to see myself for who I felt I was or I am. I had to know, in other words, I need to know, you have to know your own self-worth. And understanding and knowing my own self-worth and believing in myself, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. If you don't value yourself, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many people tell you how great you are, uh, you, you still won't go on and accomplish. So just knowing your own self-worth, that played a big part in, in how I continued pursuing and got to the end of my doctoral journey. It wasn't easy, but I got there. But I, I think, um, if I'm not incorrect, it took you several years to get that bachelor's. It did. It did. It took me 10 years to get my, my bachelor's degree. Um, I struggled and struggled and struggled for years. Um, at one point, I couldn't even afford books. Um, I had no place to stay. Um, I was virtually homeless at, at one point, you know, just trying to struggle because, you know, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a suitable place to live. Even the place that I was living in, they've torn it down. But the place that I was living in, um, there was no clean water in it. Um, I had to bathe in stalls at work or at school or something like that, or get some food from work, things like that, you know? And so it was very difficult. And so people look at you and they see what you've accomplished, but all they see is the good side. They don't know what it took to get to that point. They don't see all the bad things that happened to get you to that point. It was not a degree that was gained easily. It was gained through a lot of pain, a lot of tears, and a lot of years of hard work. Hmm. Now you've written a children's book and uh, um, I will throw that cover up there, but uh, just remind us what's the name of the book and what age group it's pitched to and Working, where can folks get a copy? Absolutely. So the name of the book is Down and Out in Halfville. And it is for children 12 and under. Um, you can get it on Amazon, Google Books, Barnes and Noble. Um, it is um, electronic form, so it's easy to get it. Um, and so it's a book of, on morals, um, really about half doing everything. <laughs> So the um, and the need to keep pursuing and 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 give your all into doing so it's just teaching children about not you know just stopping half point but continuing through on a task whatever that task is getting over that mediocrity yeah. yes <laughs> yes now another thing I found out about you is something to do with etiquette coaching what exactly is an etiquette coach. 
Okay. Yeah. So I am a, a certified etiquette consultant. And basically what we do is we train people on how to behave properly in social and business settings. So our focus is to teach on um, electronic etiquette. Uh, you know, we all have a way of putting our own tones on emails and text messages and even when we're making comments in YouTube, you know, you can put your own tone to things. And so sometimes people are like, well, what did you mean by, by that? Like if someone calls you up or someone sends you a message and says, um, hey, do you have a, a, a moment to chat? And, and then you, you write, sure. Well, did you mean sure, whatever? Or did you mean sure? You know, so it's understanding the impact that your message has um, when you hit that send button, the, the proper way of uh, putting that message out there. Now, sometimes you don't care, you know, you, you mean it the way it comes across, but you know, we, we just teach you to think through it a little bit more and put a little bit more grace on that. I don't always do it, you know, I will admit that, but it doesn't mean I don't know how. So that's what we teach people to do. Okay, so it's not how to curtsy and <laughs> <laughs> that kind of etiquette, right? <laughs> All right, Dr. Dinah. No, we are we are focusing on electronic, and uh, we're gonna get it. <laughs> we're gonna get into some other things, but right now we're just focusing on writing, solely writing. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Dinah Ackridge, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um. Well. The only other thing that I would share is just a little bit of advice um, for any of um, any student out there who's looking to go on and pursue a doctorate. And that is if you ever find yourself um, filling out that application, you say you're going to move forward in, in, in pursuing your doctorate to know the topic that you are going to um, do your research on. And whatever you do your research on, make sure you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about the topic, your research is going to be just that much more difficult. If you don't know the topic that you're going, going to um, focus on, um, then the journey can be that much longer. So you want to know what topic you're going to um, research. Now, some people will say, oh, you can, you know, just think about that later. I would not advise that, but you, you know, you, you have to do what works for you. Um, the other thing is um, anticipate the mm -hmm. struggles uh, or the the, um, the fact that not everybody will celebrate you um, once you do achieve uh, your doctorate. Um, I had a friend of mine to tell me how people just, you know, did not want to receive the fact that she'd gotten her, her doctorate. And even one of our former co-workers was very dismissive of her doctor and you know he told her well I'm not going to call you doctor mm -hmm. and so and it, it was just we were taken aback by that because it was like you know what is the you know what is the issue and so even now I find that the aftermath of getting my doctorate has been even harder or you know because you have to deal with the harsh reality that not everyone celebrates you but it's being okay with it, you know, because I, I, I see, you know, sometimes even here recently, I had someone to just be a little smug about my degree. Oh, it's not an MD. Well, not everybody is an MD. That doesn't make, that doesn't mean that they're, 
accomplishment is not worthy um, of being um, spoken of, but they, when people feel threatened, this is what they do. So you have to be ready for that. Be prepared for, for people to reject, not even, and not even want to call you. You said you're, you're getting your doctorate. Be ready for people not to want to call you Dr. Trudy. I will. So there are in good company because Jesus, when he was in his own hometown, they're like, aren't you Joseph's son? Absolutely. And he they said did. a prophet will have no honor in his own hometown. <laughs> so you're in good company, my dear. You're in good company. So, wow. Fantastic. Um, yes. Uh, well, I can tell you, uh, you know, I came into my doctorate with one thought of what I was going to do. And as I learned some things, I changed it. So, <laughs> but I'm excited about them both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, because I did the same thing. I came in with um, one mindset. I was going to just focus on change management. Um, I feel and I still feel that there needs to be some revamping to change management. Um, but then I started seeing issues in society as far as empathy having taken a backseat in our society. And I wanted to know why that is. And so I began doing research on um, empathy, altruism, and servant leadership, and how we can take those and blend them so that students will learn to be a little bit more compassionate when it comes to others, a little bit more helping, and kind of re re, um, reduce, if not eliminate, that self-entitled behavior, because we live in a very elitist society, and people are very, very self-absorbed. So I wanted to find characteristics that would help to eliminate that, if not, you know, or or at least diminish it a little. Yeah, well, not a little, but hopefully a lot. So that's you know, so just seeing the day-to-day -day reactions of people, how people um, treat each other, that's really what changed um, mm -hmm. my my um, my research, my ideas. So that that can happen as well. Yeah. Right, so there you have it, Dr. Dinah Ackridge. She's my fantastic guest today, and you can find her at eliteeditingwriting.com, and that will be in the credits. So you can absolutely make sure you're spelling that correctly. And if you are a student, she does help the undergrads, but especially a graduate student, and you're going to need a little bit extra than what the school is going to afford you in terms of assistance mm -hmm. with your coach and your 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 committee and you help with your doctorate and your 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 dissertation and feeling confident as you deliver it dr diana Ackridge is my girl all right <laughs> lady it was fun talking to you today thank you trudy mm -hmm.